tens of friends. Tens of tens of tens of friends. Fans worldwide. <laughs> I do live. We have like a small audience, but at least like they are global. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm excited. It's amazing. Anybody, you know what? If I was sitting in a room talking and there were ten people listening to me, I would be like, "Whoa, this is this is awesome." <laughs> you know you can't say anything so audience you just have to listen (laughs) yeah you just gotta listen it's like our dream (laughs) Um, uninterrupted (laughs) I'm drinking kombucha out of a wine glass like a fancy bitch hell yeah I do love kombucha I was drinking some yesterday it is um strawberry something something oh yeah I don't know I love a strawberry (laughs) Love it. Love that. So you have to, before we jump in, you have to tell everybody how was Ireland in during St. Patrick's Day? I have to hear just a teensy bit. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's like a family affair here in Ireland. So like how we do it in the States, it's more like a really big extravaganza thing mm-hmm. here we're just like everybody's out they are drinking they are definitely drinking but like <laughs> but it's like families you know what I mean like their parades yeah. are literally just like one children's soccer club after the next it's just like kids walking in a parade so they cute. all play football <laughs> they all have a special team they all like it's it's a lot of a lot of kids involved <laughs> like, oh have, interesting because that's definitely yeah. not what it is here <laughs> yeah no it's like I said it's very family they're very family oriented here even when you go to bars any night of the week any night of the week you go to a bar there will be a, an entire family there like they all go to the pub yes. and just hang out so it's just not a thing you know what I mean hell yeah I love that that's really cute yeah, here everybody just gets like wasted and face plants <laughs> on the sidewalk. Uh, did yeah. I tell this story? If I did, just say Shannon, no, um, <laughs> and then I'll edit it out. Uh, <laughs> I was I was in rehearsal in Wicker Park here in Chicago, which is a big like, I guess hipster. I don't even know what you would call it anymore. Mm. Place. And um, we rehearsal started at 9 a.m. and ended at 3 p.m. And it was on St. Patrick's Day, which was on a Saturday. So mm. usually here in Chicago, you celebrate it the weekend before, if it's during the week, the next week. So I, I pull into rehearsal and humans were already wasty faced at 9, 9 a.m., I leave to get lunch at noon and I'm walking down the stairs and I open the door and I'm not kidding. I open the door and a woman is like vomiting, like just like (laughs) right by the door and her partner, boyfriend, husband, probably ex now was like, (laughs) you got this, babe, you got this, you know, just like, I believe in you, babe. She's just like, like vomiting and I was like um I'm going back upstairs (laughs) I'm not that hungry (laughs) definitely not hungry anymore yeah that's how they do it in Wicker Park (laughs) yeah I mean I will say they're drinking like they are here to drink but like 
Irish drinking is different. They, they've been, they've been in this game since they were 18. You know what I'm saying? Like they know how to like reach their limit and then they go home. So like, there's not as much tomfoolery, I guess. That's that that 18 drinking limit, that drinking start date. That is all the difference. Well, one day I will experience a Irish St. Patrick's Day. It will happen. I'm I'm manifesting, putting it out into the universe. It'll happen. (laughs) That was my manifest noise. We're wondering. I love that. Shall we quote? Yes, I have our quote for the week. Um So this is something, this quote, I actually talk about a lot. Like this is one thing that I always tell people because it's so, it like changed my mindset. And Mm -hmm. one thing that people might not know about me, you might already know that I'm a mindset coach, but before I was a mindset coach, I also did online dating coaching. So I didn't know that about you. Girl, it was like a whole, I had like a whole six week program that I took people through. And this is one of the most important lessons that I taught people in dating, in friendships, in, in family relationships. And it is that when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Mm -hmm. And that is what Maya Angelou said. Now, I heard it originally from Oprah, but she was quoting Maya. And she said, when someone shows you who they are, believe them, period. That's why I always say, when someone shows you who they are, at that point, you have to believe them, okay? And it will save you so much time, so much heartache, so much wasted energy. And that's what I'm always trying to tell people is just like, your energy is everything. Yeah. Your energy is everything. That is your life force. Stop wasting it on people who have shown you that they are not worthy of your time and energy. Yeah. And I would love to hear like your thoughts too. Like when you hear that, what do you think? I, I think it's beautiful. I think that I am, I am guilty of I I don't believe in a, I always believe in a second chance at a first impression because, Mm -hmm. and I think I've mentioned this on the the podcast before. I think that, you know, the first time you meet somebody, you never know, like maybe they're nervous. You're definitely probably nervous. Um, Mm -hmm. And give it a, give it a second go. I'm not like a one and done kind of person. I've just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess it's that glass half full, (laughs) hopeful individual that I am, that I'm hoping that the next time I meet you, it will be different. But I'm also really good at gauging energy in in people and really feeling like, "Uh, I don't know if this is going to work out, but I'm going to give you another chance. but I, I do believe I, I did some reading about this, this quote, because um, it's just so interesting and in how you can apply it in your life. 
um, not just in personal relationships and like work relationships. If you're in an interview and you're sitting in the interview and your interviewer is asking questions and there's just an energy coming off of them, maybe that's not where you want to work. Like mm-hmm. reading these kind of interactions, it's very important and it can improve your quality of life in the long run. Um, but on the same side, and this is some of the things that I was reading is we as human beings make very snap judgments about people based on their outer appearance, about mm-hmm. how they walk, how their, you know, their resting faces, you know, <laughs> there's so many things that you can just like check somebody and you'll, you'll get like an, a feeling about them. Yeah. But maybe that's because of trauma in their past. Maybe they have to carry themselves that way to survive. And then once you get to know them, you realize that they are a gem of the human being. Mm. And the things that I've read is, especially in romantic relationships or friendships, really, how do you, how do you balance that? Do you stay in a relationship with someone who outwardly may be like a piece of shit? <laughs> but when they're with you, they're wonderful. Hmm. Like what, what do you believe as an individual? Who is their real self? Is it who they are when they're with you or is it what they show everybody else? So that was something that I was reading and basically it didn't give an answer obviously, but the bottom line was it's gotta be a personal choice. If you want to take the book by its cover and just go with that then that's the that's your journey but some people are gonna dig a little deeper and it's really up to you how you walk away from that because I've had humans in my past that I have just they've stuck around way too long and Mm -hmm. eventually Mm -hmm. I have just been like you have been burned (laughs) so many times by these people yeah because you are trusting that eventually it'll be different, but it's not. Like they've shown you who they really are and you tried, let it go. And I have, and you know, I still think about it. Like I still think about those people and there is like a part of me that's like, maybe I should reach out. (laughs) Like what's wrong with you? No. (laughs) But I mean, that's just, that's me. I don't know, what about you? Oh, I could talk about this all day because I'm just such a believer in energy. That's literally how I healed my life is by claiming back my energy. Yeah. But like you were saying, you are, you're a good person and there's a lot of good people out in the world and we think we're doing people favors or we're being nice. If we're like, I'm going to give them another chance. I'm going to give them another chance. But in reality, you're doing the kind thing by believing someone. Yeah. When they show you who they are and you believe them, you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, like, it's not a malicious thing. You're just like, you showed me and now I'm going to take that information and I'm going to put action to that very concrete information that I have received. But I I totally agree with you. It's not about like a first impression thing. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's someone showing you their behavior patterns. It needs to happen at least two or three times for you to be like, oh, 
that's mm-hmm. not just a, a random event. That's <laughs> like a thing that they, that's part of their lifestyle. Yeah. And that's what I will say about uh, what you mentioned before about how someone treats you in private versus how they act in public. Yeah. I was married to someone who is very, was very rude to people in public and wasn't really a people person per se, but to me, treat me like salt to the earth. And so I thought, well, that's just how he is. I I will make an allowance for that. No, it's a trap. Yeah, It's a trap. Eventually that outside behavior comes inside your home and it's not, it's not okay. It's not going to be okay. They're not going to differentiate that attitude between you and outside people. Eventually, eventually Mm -hmm. you will get the outside reactions. And so that's why I would always tell people too, like when you're dating someone, watch how they treat the way, you know, servers at a restaurant, watch how they treat customer service. People watch how they treat the barista at the coffee shop, because however they're going to act in that split moment with someone who they think doesn't have any impression on their life, that's eventually going to come home to you. Mm. So believe that, believe that people like I, that's what I always tell women, like, and look, you have to believe people, you know, because even when like the signs of like emotional and psychological abuse started showing themselves in that relationship that I had. It's like, I didn't want to believe it. I wanted to make all the excuses for this person because I loved their family. They loved my family. They were good to our dog. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I had to believe them eventually that he was who he said he was, which was a person who consistently chose violent language, violent, you know, like uh, communication style, like scared the shit out of me. I, I felt scared in my own home. Yeah. And that's just, you shouldn't have to feel that way. No. Like, and that's what I always tell people. Like, so if you don't want to end up in that situation, you got to start believing people, you know, you got to yeah. start acting out of yeah. that belief. Well, it's the, the frog in the boiling water analogy, right? Like if you yeah. put a frog in, in cold water, well, if, if you put a frog in boiling water, it's going to jump right out. But if you put a frog in cold water and mm-hmm. slowly boil it, it's going to just mm-hmm. be there until it. Yeah. Yeah. Boils. I know. And like, I've gotten, I've gotten intuitive energy hits about people that, you know, it took months for it to come to fruition. Yeah. And sometimes you got to let it play out though. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's, I I had to let some things play out and you shouldn't guilt yourself for that. My whole thing is self-love, self-compassion and giving yourself the same grace and love that you give so many other people in your life. And that is what saves me. That's what helps me. So I don't look back on that time and be like, I should have acted different. I should have acted sooner. Right. I should have, you know, it's like, no, yeah, I did the best I could with the information I had. I was surviving a very difficult situation and sometimes you gotta let things play out. And I did. And you know, it's just like, I don't want to see other people get hurt though. So I always tell people, believe them, 
Yeah. And believe it sooner rather than later. Yeah. Take the cues. Our, our dear friend, Stacey and I have a mutual friend and he, when we were in college, <laughs> he would hate introducing his uh, significant others to me because I would immediately be like, they would leave and I'd look at him and be like, no, 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 they're horrible. No, it's going to be really bad. And he was like, you don't know that. And I was like, no, I do. I do. I do. And <laughs> almost every one of them, eventually he would come and be like, you were right. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> no, I know. I don't always do it for myself, but I see it out there with other people. And I'm like, no, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. going to be bad. <laughs> It's gonna be <laughs> when I met his current person we were at like a little restaurant in Dahlonega and I met oh. him and then afterwards he just kind of looked at me and I was like yeah I'm yeah <laughs> he's a keeper cut to seven years later right <laughs> <laughs> but it's just I mean it it's the important thing is noticing it and mm. like you said, when somebody shows you who they truly are, it can be a really beautiful moment too. Like sometimes that's the moment that really solidifies the relationship. Or mm. sometimes that's the moment where you go, I gotta, I gotta go. Like mm. this isn't, this isn't gonna work for me. And both moments <laughs> can be beautiful in their own way. I mean, you have created a lovely life for yourself in Ireland I hate that you mm -hmm. have to go through that shit and I told you this multiple times before but like when we were communicating while you were going through that stuff I was just like I don't I don't think that this is gonna work like I kept just telling myself that I was like I think something is wrong yeah I yeah. wasn't sure if I should say anything. Right. And then when you finally said something, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was right. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, I, like I said, I had to go through the, I had to go through the motions for a number of reasons that I will probably never discuss publicly, but of course it's just like, yeah, it, it was hard though, because there were so few people that I felt I could talk to about it for again, multiple reasons. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like, yeah. I mean, when you have that energy hit, that's, it's real. And it comes from being in touch with who you are yeah. and taking the time to like sit in your own energy and know what's just a snap judgment versus what's an intuitive hit and it's mm -hmm. it's something you can cultivate like for people who, do, who are like what are you talking about like it's something <laughs> it's like it's like spiritual woo woo so I hate that word but that's what you know people who don't know about it will say that it is mm -hmm. but it's just like once you hone into it it's like it's not as real mm -hmm. and it's like it helps and it's yeah. really I don't know it's just like something that everybody can have I feel like we're all intuitive beings we just have to like spend time and like tap into it and it's just I just am thankful for it and now I feel like I have the ability to speak to other people about it and you know when people are in the thick of it it's just like all you can do is listen sometimes you know mm -hmm. yeah well, and you said it too. And I think that's the difference about what I was reading and what this quote is about. It's mm. that it's the difference between a snap judgment and an intuitive reading of somebody. Mm -hmm. Because we can all be very judgy. 
Yeah. But it's, if it's past that, it's past that first meeting, it's past the judging the book by the cover. Once you get to know that person and really seeing their inner workings, then that's when you fully decide. That's true. And that's the hard part, I feel like. And that's what I would always coach people on because, you know, people would come to me and want my online dating coaching, but they wouldn't want the coaching. Yeah. <laughs> they want me to tell them yeah. what to do, but then they don't yeah. want to do it. Yeah. And that was the problem that I found because it's like when you're presented, we've said this before, when you're presented with new information, you can change your mind. Mm-hmm. But when they would be presented with that new information, they would want to still cling to that two week, one month person, that version of that person, when this is the two month, three month version that has presented new information for you that you need to believe. And it's like, I would just be like, you need to let them go. You need to believe them. And they'd be like, yeah, but yeah, but and again, everybody has their own process, but I will say you deserve to have your energy and your power within you. And that is when you will see things truly change in your life is when you create space for more. Yes. Yeah. When you clear out the no's, that gives the universe space to come in with the yes. Yeah. But if you're all clogged up with no's and maybes and what ifs. Mm-hmm. there's no space there's no space for a yes there yeah you gotta make room you gotta like you you've said it before too but I, I used to say that you gotta Marie Kondo your life you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta create room for the hell yeses because the no's are taking up space that the yes wants to get to it's true and just a side note <laughs> that made me think of if you have people in your life and we're all going through stuff right now life is hard yeah and it's special when you're able to consistently communicate with friends and loved ones, mm-hmm. but people, if you have individuals in your life that make you feel guilty <laughs> for not communicating with them regularly, like don't be an ass about it. It's a two-way street. And if you have individuals in your life who make you feel guilty and they don't put in the effort as well, cut that, cut it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand that shit. I'm like, no, why would I want to talk to you? If every time I talk to you, you're going to make me feel bad about it. <laughs> you're just guilting me for not talking to you. Yeah. Sorry. Mm. That was just a little side tangent. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just a little side frustration. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> this kombucha is making me feel really good. <laughs> My gut health is on point. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I do rarely, I think, do we find quotes that both of us are like gross, but I feel like, which is probably why we choose the ones we choose, but I really love this. I do. I think that it's a really good way to measure relationships and, and make important decisions about the people that are in your life. Absolutely. It's my number one go-to for like energy protection and all of that. Yeah. Your energy is like, oh, I mean, it's your life force. It is. <laughs> and it's your life force. People are draining it. Then <laughs> I give you permission. I give you permission. <laughs> Everyone, you have permission to cut people out who drain cut. your energy. Cut away. I feel better. I feel like I cut something out of my <laughs> life. That was nice. 
I feel good. I feel good. <laughs> um, well, shall we, shall we get a little Southern? How do you feel? Let's do it. Do you want right. to go first? I will go first. <laughs> um, I feel like I always find the naughty ones. Yeah. Um, this one, I think pretty much everybody has heard this before, but there's a version that we say in the South that is just a little funnier, I think. So the original was colder than a witch's teat. And in the South, we say colder than a witch's titty. <laughs> and there's a background to this that I, I didn't know. Um, so colder than a witch's tit was used during very cold weather because of the reference to their cold skin and blood. Mm. A few sources quote that a witch's tit or teat supposedly left a marking that witch hunters and courts would look for on the body of an accused witch. Oh yeah, I'm sure they made up all kinds of stuff to look for <laughs> as signals of a witch. <laughs> like, it starts with her being a woman who scorned me and it goes from there. <laughs> she's got a she's got a mark on her boob. <laughs> witch. It, was, it was probably just that her nipples were hard and it was like cold outside and they were like, she's a witch. <laughs> My wife's boobs don't do that. She's a witch. Yeah. You're like, whatever serves me best and calling her a witch, that's what the thing is. So, me colder too. than a witch's titty. I'm pretty me sure I heard, I've heard my grandmother say that before. Have you? Oh, yeah. It's colder than a witch's titty in here. <laughs> um, mine's not so much uh, a saying as it is a term. Mm-hmm. So, I've when I first visited Ireland back in 2014, when I came home, I said, Irish people are the Southerners of Europe. They (laughs) are friendly. They are, they love to drink. They love family. They're always with an easy joke, very community oriented, very want to live in their same community their whole life, very farmland kind of people. And I was like, Irish people are the Southerners of Europe. And then I was like, I'm a Southerner of the U.S. And we don't have a lot in common, but there is one thing that we have in common. They call Americans Yanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we call Northerners Yanks. And so when you're trying to insult or kind of like not insult, but let someone know they're different than me. Mm-hmm. You're like, these Yanks, you know, <laughs> that Yank said this, that Yank said that. And we say that about anyone above the Mason-Dixon line, and they say that about us. That's so cute. (laughs) Yeah, the Yanks. And I just thought that was, like, so funny that we both say that about people who are different than us. That's adorable. (laughs) I love that. I always wonder if that's why my family migrated south. Mm. Because we're all very Irish, and I feel like they were just trying to find something. I mean, my dad is very much, like, land is very important to him. And I know yeah. that that is like a really big thing in Ireland, like owning your own land. It's like, oh my God. Really and big. the sacredness of the land. They're very yeah. much, they truly believe their land is sacred. And mm-hmm. that is, I feel very accurate. Which I mean, that's my father to a T. <laughs> so <Yep. laughs> it's just, it's very interesting. But yeah. They are, they're the Southerners of Europe. I love that. They they're are. so cozy. You gotta like make a t-shirt or something. <laughs> they'll be like no yanks we don't wear that yeah we wouldn't wear that you yank (laughs) well I hope this helped 
anyone out there, one of our uh, 11 listeners. We love you, listeners. We love you Tell so your friends. much. And please, we got an email from a lovely listener, Stephanie Benio. Oh. But y'all, like, email. Do it. Yeah. It'll be fun. We can yeah. share quotes. Yeah, let us know your favorite quotes and we'll talk about it. Yep. You can quote me on it at gmail.com. <laughs> or tweet us at the quote lady. All right. Well, we're out. And uh, have a good one.